Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are here. It is Fret Talk number 156. Your host, me, Pedal Chap, the budget guy. I've forgotten how to talk this week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of an odd intro. <laughs> it is. It's very disjointed. It's like it's like the uh, the beat beat jazz. Like, I mean, to me, it sounded like Yoda crossed with C three PO, who was half shutting down. It's it's it's, it's, um, it's experimental experimental jazz intro. By by one fifty six, we've gone past functional harmony. We've gone past the meat and potatoes. Oh, don't uh, don't send me down past level three of that stupid jazz video again. I'm I'm doing it in in word format this week. Oh no, I there can't take that. I there really we, can't. There you go. I'm just gonna throw in random, random. If we, if we get to level six, I'm hanging the call up. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm hanging <laughs> up on myself. Right. So, as as intros go, this is a strange one. As you may have heard, there is another person here with me. On on the Shock on the podcast, it is Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I do apologise for this this odd odd intro. I mean, it it's kind of late, um, and yeah, I guess I guess that's my excuse. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll go with it. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure this podcast will be a fine one. I've been told. I've been told that the uh, the Matt and Budget Pedal Chap casts are always gold. Um, so excellent to know. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm happy with that. So I, I I am safe in the knowledge that this will be a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, yeah. Let's 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 yeah. Sure. I I I, I can stop <laughs> trying now. Bearing in mind the the review, the only review I've had from any recent podcasts was a massive criticism of me choosing the strat to marry <laughs> and uh, killing the telecaster. Indeed, yes, you you <laughs> sent me that, and it it did actually make me laugh out loud. When when people online say "lol" and they they just go like that that little exhale. Um, yeah. No, this actually made me giggle. My my son was sat next to me, and he thought I was going mental. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was it was a it was a good comment. Um, it's it's great when you've got friends who listen to the podcast and pull you up on information that you're like, what? Oh yeah, I said that like I said that a week yeah. ago. <laughs> Shit. Yep. Yeah, Yeomans does it with me all the time as well. Um, it's it's great. It's great fun. It is because you to start with, I wasn't sure where it was going, and then it was like going back in here. I was like, ah, right, okay, yeah, no, I did say I would, uh, I would kill the Telecaster and and bang the Les Paul and marry a Strat, and like the end, like, yeah, I probably like it's 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 nothing like what I've actually done, and all it's shown me is that I don't buy with my head, I buy with my heart. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, I. Th- I I agreed with the the whole strap prognosis as well, and looking at the the rack that is beside me, um, it it suggests that I'm a big fat liar. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I did a gig at the weekend with a telly and two Les Pauls. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go, and no strats. That's a beautiful segue as well. That is. <laughs> it is, I suppose. What have I been up to? I did it. I did a gig on a beach. I'm I'm 
almost certain that I am with everyone who is listening right now and saying how incredibly jealous we are, Matt. Um, yeah, like, like I, I think I've mentioned, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have, but we're, we're not even in the new normal on the Isle of Man at the moment. Um, we are in the old normal, apart from you can't leave the island. Or, well, you can, but you'd have to quarantine another way back, and we can't have visitors in, but like, pretty much the borders are shut. Yeah, so yeah. we don't have any cases, so we we've taken the the kind of viewing that whilst there are no cases about we can go about daily life as we used to. Oh and yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's worked we're 63 days into not having a new case. Um so we haven't we haven't seen spikes from it at all or anything like that. Um which means I I got to do a gig and because people were locked up for so much and like I think this I think for about a month now with like pubs have been open but um the 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 gig that I've mentioned a few times on this cat's on a beach um it was this Saturday and it just fell at exactly the right time the weather was absolutely perfect um and it just meant that there were hundreds and hundreds and I would guess maybe as much as a thousand people just stood outside a pub blocking the road uh, standing on a beach just singing and dancing and and listening to us play and it was just absolutely epic it was just great fun and I, like um i i posted on a couple of forums that i'm on that i'm just i'm i'm proud to be a manxman and i'm just grateful for the situation that i'm in at the moment because we're in one of the few places in the world where we we can do this safely at the moment and yeah people just were making the absolute most of it because we know that there might come a time where we have to go back to how things were two months ago and we won't be able to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the the fact that your government have created a closed system uh, and you have been 63 days free of it, it would suggest that there ain't going to be no more spikes anytime soon unless one of those things doesn't happen, unless it's... Yeah, unless there's some sort of change. Yeah, they, I mean that's that's the case. And like I say, um, we've got an air bridge with Guernsey who also have no cases. But apart from that, if you go anywhere else, when you return, you have to isolate for fourteen days. So it's basically a, and and you have to be a Manx resident to come here. So like even family members can't just fly here to see family. They've like that's not a thing. Unfortunately, the, the borders are closed to you. Yeah. If I if say I've got I, I do have family in the UK. Say I needed to go and see them for a short period of time. I could go, but I'd have to self isolate for fourteen days when I came back to make sure that I don't have symptoms. If I get symptoms, the testing centre is now mobile, so the testing centre would come to my house. They they test me in my house, and then they'd give me the results, and either I'd be free to then go about my business, or I'd I'd have to self isolate for however long. Yeah, and being such a, a relatively small community in comparison to the UK or or, or yeah. other countries that would be the ideal situation obviously it just it can't happen on the on the degree on the same degree uh with a country like the UK because there's just so many variables yeah um i mean we've got one one airport and one seaport and that's it. Re- realistically, that that do passenger travel. We've got a couple of other ports as well, but they're like fishing boat ports and stuff. Like it, it's very easy to keep our borders closed, and like 
one or two people could slip past on a fishing boat, but it'd be very unlikely that somebody wouldn't start asking questions very quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it meant that that could potentially um, impact your freedoms that you've recently yeah, just won back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I'd be the person kicking that those two people's asses. Yeah, exactly. So, like I say, so we're we're in a safe situation, and yeah, I I had probably the most fun gig I've had in a long time, just because, like, we we every everybody was just having so much fun. There were forty five minute queues in the pub. There was forty minute queues in the co op down the road for people to try and get booze, just so they could get some booze and just come and hang out and enjoy themselves. It was it was a, fe- a festival atmosphere Beautiful. on a, on a beach outside a pub. I mean, you you can't be that. I mean, I, I saw the pictures of the fact that the weather was good and you were on a beach playing live music. Um, I looked outside and it was fucking grey and rainy and, and shitty. And it was like, oh, man. Um, yeah, but- we, were, we were panicking. The night before, the weather was awful and we were panicking that it wasn't going to happen. But yeah, like I say, everything just fell into line. And yeah, everybody was just out to have a good time. There wasn't any like... Normally, you'd get people trying to have a scuffle and somebody would have an argument, but it literally was just a happy, bubbly party atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Um, as as much as I've got that that longing to be able to do that, I'm, I'm just so glad for you and the fact that you've managed to do it. So, yeah, air high five. Yeah, and the the other good thing about that was, because it's an outdoor gig, I can run stereo. And I can turn amps up, and Boom. I I ran the Marshall Origin alongside the uh, the Vox AC15 for the first time in stereo, and I had them both dimed, not like fully dimed, but like both were over three, which never happens for any of either of those. Amps. I think they were both on five, um, so they were they were properly working and moving, and I'd set the Marshall crunchy rather than like properly clean i'd set the vox on the edge of breakup where i normally do and it it's the best tone i've had in that i can remember in a lot in fact it's probably bearing in mind that i was running the anteras as the low drive probably the best tone i've ever had and there's something to be said for that isn't there i mean amps turned load allowed being allowed to cook is it's just there's something spiritual about that yeah it 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 was like you uh, you don't quite understand like you can get good tone from an amp a big amp but quiet but you don't know what you're missing until you get to turn it up and and let it do what it wants to do yeah 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 i mean i uh i recently had a bit of uh, a bit of a taste of that myself um, hey yeah so we're we're completely not in the same situation that you are at the moment, but the rehearsal rooms have opened up and they're allowing uh, allowing rehearsals as long as they are um, socially, socially yeah socially distanced yeah. and kind of safe. Um, so me and Yeomans um, went to went to our local, which is uh, Rabanas in Birmingham, and. We, uh, I mean, because Yeomans has, has recently built a uh, a Marshall style um, amp kit. Yeah. 
uh, and he wanted to kind of wind that open. Um, so we we did that. We we went there. We we had a kind of nice, sensible rehearsal and little jam. We ended up playing some Lizzie tunes, which is always good. Um, but then right at the end, it was like probably wind these open a bit and just uh, see what these things can do. So he uh, <laughs> he kicked kicked up the uh, kicked up the marshal a bit. I I turned the PV up to again. It was about probably about four or five. And after three, it didn't get any louder. It just got more awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, it's 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 that like it's it's not loud. It's 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 not even presence. It's just kind of like a, a a saturation level of extra sexy tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was getting to a point where I was getting that kind of uh, Gary Moore style feedback. Yeah, without without even having to try. I weren't having to find the right position to angle my guitar and and like stand on one leg and point myself towards the the north pole. Yeah. It it was a case where the moment you hit a hit a note everything would just start to bloom in and you'd get that almost like you had one of those sustainer pickups on. Um yeah. but in a in a natural natural way. It was it was so good. So so good. Um I was I was running my um my band board which has um it's undergone a few changes. Um I forgot that I'd taken the phaser off it to do uh do the no talk or tone on that. <laughs> <laughs> that was about that was probably about eight or so months ago. Um but in in place of that, so the the phase is kind of towards the end of the chain. Uh, I think the only thing after that is the delay. Um, so in place of okay. the phaser was um, uh, uh, Honeybee Drive by uh, what they called Adverse Effects, uh, like okay. a company from Leicester, um, kind of low to mid gain drive um generally quite transparent um there's a, a little bit of a hump and i can't i can't for the uh, the life of me think where that kind of that presence push sits but it's definitely it's not like it's not tube screamery at all it's it's a really hard pedal to describe but it's just it's like a drive pedal so I had that kind of at the end of the chain, along <laughs> along with on this board. I've got the Mojo Mojo, which is your kind of your your bread and butter. That isn't it. Can't get a good tone out your Mojo Mojo. You ain't doing it right. Uh, <laughs> I've got my Blues Breaker clone, which used to be called the Pink Buster, uh, but I've repainted it since. Um, and a Tube Screamer as a boost. So. Out of a uh, a pedal board of seven pedals, four of them are drives. <laughs> That's how it should be. Um, uh, yeah, I I did think about you when I uh when I counted up my drives. I thought, <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely a Matt thing to be doing. Uh, <laughs> and and yes, I used like six of the nine different drive sounds in that gig. Nice. 
I mean, I probably used more because I used combinations of them as well. But I, I used at least six of the individual switches, <laughs> and, and that's that's a good enough. I mean, you can justify that then. Yeah. In fact, no, I might have might have used even more than that. But yeah, like the only thing I, in fact, I, I think the only thing I didn't use is the OCD, which I'm planning on taking off the board anyway, because mm. I just don't use it. I, because of the way I'm now running things, I think the OCD is just a little bit too oversaturated and gets lost. Yeah. So I was planning on pulling it off anyway. I just haven't got time to, to talk it off the board. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you're throwing those out there, mate. You, you're trying to bait me here. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for your, uh, for your tomfoolery. Uh, I'm not going to make that enough. joke. I mean, knowing the listeners like I do, they have made that joke in their heads, so... My my so comments, fine. yeah, my comments here would would be redundant. <laughs> Just make sure when you are when you're pulling the OCD off, uh, it's not going to leave a mess because the little residue on the on the back of the pedals, the yeah yeah, make sure you clean it up. That's it, yeah, yeah. yeah have a okay. have a tissue handy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, uh, I, I feel I feel we were being quite reserved there. We were being being gentle. We were holding back from where we could have gone. That's <laughs> that's it. Holding back while pulling it off. Oh dear, we're we're on form. <laughs> uh, so you said you we you were using the uh, the um raise not the raise dead the uh, the Antares um as one of your drives. Yeah, so uh, my main low gain sound was the Anteras. A couple of times I would swap it out for the for the Hotcake, but yeah, the the main kind of low gain sound was the Anteras. Uh, Kosoff drive is kind of a main chunkier rhythm, um, and the Tube Screamer side of the double mat was kind of the the more often than not um, lead sound. Um, for things like Seven Nation Army and the solo, I'm using the Raise the Dead and a octave pedal because. Yep. That's exactly what that pedal was made for. Was that kind of just noisy awesomeness? Yeah, I mean that or, or girls allowed songs. I think. Yeah, yeah, I used it in that as well. Um, get you get a few looks when you like, um, yeah, throw massive amounts of gain at a riff in a girls allowed song. Yeah, I mean, but you'd be a fool not to. You'd be a fool. I'd, it, yeah, where's the fun in not using it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, i I do want to I want to resurrect my uh, my Antares because I've got an Antares that's kind of in bits. I've got the um the the pedal parts for it and the enclosure that are all all around. Um, <laughs> but I've just not put it together. You need to put it together. I do. Um, and. I was playing the, the the Boss SD one, which it's quite, the topography is loose. It's loosely based. Yes, on. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very it's a very different pedal now, but yeah, I, it's, I think isn't the SD one Stuart's favourite kind of boss pedal? Yeah, yeah, I believe that's, so. That's yeah. kind of why he based the Antares on that, and he's just kind of made the changes that he would want to make to that pedal, and it definitely doesn't sound like an SD one. Yeah, I, I I can categorically say I don't I don't hear SD one when I play the Antares, but I can kind of see where it's been inspired from. I think the the biggest thing is the fact that it's got a clean blend just makes it so dynamic that 
it's not really like anything else on the market. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where I want to want to be heading. So, I, I mean, I've I've got the SD one. I've got that available. Um, I don't want to be running that, even though it is a fantastic pedal. And the the amount of great stuff that I've been reviewing recently. I mean, <laughs> Rowan fuzz aside. <laughs> uh, my God, that was that was uh, not great. It was not great. Um, but I mean, like the Digitech Screaming Blues, I was really impressed with that. The the Hot One Hot Own Blues, the K Line um, JSA modded um, Pure Sky. All of these kind of low gain, uh, transparenty. Um, I'd say transparent, more full range than a tube screamer. Yeah. Uh, th- those are all really, really good pedals, and uh, I like. I could have any any one of those on a board as my kind of low low gain tone, and I'd be happy. But I know, yeah. up in that cupboard over there, I've got I've got the innards of a of a um. I keep saying razor, yeah. And Antares, and I know, like in my mind, I've got if I've got like a hierarchy of like these uh, low gain, less mid pushed um, overdrive tones. That is the king of them. That one right there is the. It is. I mean, you put you've played the Antares a couple of times, haven't you? At like the Birmingham Guitar Show, and yeah, I mean, I I, re- I reviewed it. I reviewed the uh, the prototype. The, yeah, the prototype. Yes, yeah, Stuart sent that through. Um. And it was amazing, and it's the fact that it's been that long since I've played it, and I'm still, still lusting after that. Yeah. What What's probably gonna gonna be more likely, rather than me actually building that one up, is I'm just gonna go actually, Stuart, I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> um. But that that yeah. will be a, a a day when it's not, uh, it's not one of those days where um. Where I'm still having to pay for a, an HX stomp, <laughs> so <laughs> so in the future that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait until he does another another like cool run of them because he's done like a, a shell pink one. He's done a red one. He's done a green one. Yeah, he did a gold one with no, without the transfer on the front over lockdown. Oh yeah, Tatronics didn't they? Yeah, and a, I think he did a couple of other. Different finishes without the the Antares logo over the front. Yeah, because obviously he, he did the pink ones with that the 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 kind of like star pattern and a, like logo on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, earlier on, didn't he? And a few other colours. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be special editions coming out again at some point. Yeah, I mean, I know he he did the uh the the pink one for the guitar nerds because uh, he gave that away with the pink giveaway. If you want to do like a like a shitty brown. Shitty brown Antares, you can always do a, a, a fret. So why do we choose shitty brown as our... Uh, I mean, <laughs> you say we like you didn't choose it. And I, I, I've, I've had more than more than one opportunity to change it, and I'm still running with shitty brown. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm cool with it. I've made peace. It's, yeah. it, it looks a little bit like the colour of rosewood. That's what I'm going with, and that's that's where yeah, I'm sticking. That's what we'll go with. Yeah, rather yeah, it's than like a shitty light, bro- light rosewood. That's it. Rather than shitty brown, we're going with light rosewood. <laughs> yeah, Indian laurel. Makes sense. 
as they're using these days. Or Pau-Ferro. Pau-Ferro. I still, I can't get on board with Pau-Ferro, mate. I can't do it. I, I've never tried anything with it on. I, it's it's not a fact. It's not the fact that it it feels or sounds any different. I, I just think looks it just, too light. Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks like anemic rosewood, and I'm no. It's like it's it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like uh, the dirty love child of rosewood and maple. And that's why I think I'm. Ugh, yeah. Sorry, we've we've gone a little bit off uh, off topic here, haven't we? <laughs> well, if we want to talk about shame, um, I've got a segue for you because uh, played in, uh, since we. In fact, I think it might have been just before we the cast with Ollie, but we never got around to talking about it. But I did another gig with the other band and um, with the the new band, as I kind of been referring to them. Yeah. Um, and I have a confession to make, um, and it's not. I'm not going to start singing a Foo Fighters song or anything. Thank um, God for that. Look, <laughs> when it comes to the Foo Fighters, um, the Foo Fighters to me, and this is this is a direct dig. At our uh, our good friend, Mister Moog Gravit, the Foo Fighters are the custard creams of the <laughs> of the rock world. Come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> Right, well, we'll move past that. Basically, um, I've done one of the cardinal sins of uh, the the guitar world because I didn't suggest the song, somebody else did, so I said yes. So we were messing around over lockdown when they like initially lifted it and we could do the socially distanced outside like 10 people and we had a bit of a mess about it in one of the guys' gardens. I think I talked about it on the pod. And Lorcan, the other guitarist, who's the main singer... Suggested we have a jam of Freebird. Oh yes. Um. So of course I said sure. Why not? Um. And we ended up sticking it in the set. So I did a gig and we ended the we ended the night with Freebird. Um. And I I was that fret wanker for five and a half six minutes whatever it is at the end of that song. However yeah. long. Basically, I just went off and was waiting for them to stop so that I'd stop because I wasn't <laughs> going to stop without it. And I did all of the, like, all of the, like, flashy little, sh- silly little, like, one-handed tapping stuff and, you know, <laughs> me- messing, ar- messing around like somebody who I-, I would absolutely judge if I was there watching. But I just let myself go and just forget about anything else, just listen for the kind of the, the changes between the three chords to, find roughly where the, the the licks need to go and just i just let myself go and i basically what i did was i kicked on a raise the dead pushed it a little bit louder than it needed to be and just went that's it i think with uh with free birds it's a it's an endurance event as much as it is a song yeah absolutely it, it, it also <laughs> It really, it really stretches you to think about all of the pentatonic licks that you've learned in your lifetime. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, like the the big thing for me is the change between, like, in the in like, obviously you've got the four minutes of waiting where there's a singer singing, but you've got to be playing that. Like, it's supposed to be done with a slide, but fuck that, I'm not good enough with a slide to do that. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll just slide between the notes. But yeah, um, and it goes so the. The core the verse is in E minor, but the chorus is in A minor. I mean, I or I'm not sure if they actually are, but the 
the riffs that are played over the top are in E, ma- e minor and A minor respectively. So they like merge between the two. Um so I, I like concentrating on that and I'm like I've got to concentrate for four minutes and then I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm I'm just trying to harmonically go through it in my head because it's yeah, so it's 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 G major, which is yeah, relative E minor. Uh but then it throws in an F, doesn't it? At some point the, yeah. the chorus. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean there's an F even in over the, the verse there's an F and there's an F in the chorus as well. But yeah. Um for 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 the most part the licks over the verse are in E minor. There's a couple of notes that aren't, but they're like transitional notes. Yeah, yeah. Um and then it goes down into A minor for the for the chorusy bits. And then because it is actually I think with the F in there, it probably is a, a I, I've never actually thought about it because F's not in A either, is it? Uh, F's in A minor, if, yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. So it probably is in A minor, but they. Yeah. Anyway, I like I I sort of mostly learned what the riffs are so that I can like play what people are expecting over that bit, and yeah. then I've learned the intro riff to the solo that everybody knows. And then just yeah, and then after that you're on your own, yeah. And then after that, it's just a case of anything that's in a G pentatonic, G minor pentatonic, and even if it's not, people are probably not going to notice that much as long as you transition out of it quickly. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So yeah, like, and I know it's a cardinal sin, and it's the like everybody shouts "Freebird" because nobody actually wants to hear it. They just know that that's the thing that guitarists do. Yeah, it's... but some, somebody did shout "Freebird," and we did "Freebird." <laughs> I mean, that, that's calling someone on their bullshit, which is fantastic. <laughs> "Freebird," okay, in your face. <laughs> this is your fault that we are now here for ten minutes. Yeah, um, but yeah, like it, it was just I haven't played that kind of completely let go, do whatever the hell you want, forget about full musicality and just show off like a twat. I've not played like that on stage in probably twelve years, and it felt really good, and it shouldn't have done, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can you can see because I've. Uh, for the for the sake of the listeners, I'm I'm using a, a slightly fancy camera setup today, so my usual scope of camera view is is different. But the guitar that sits over here, can you see the the, Ibanez? the Ibanez? Yeah, yes, yeah. I can. So I I plugged that in the other day, um, and that has got some silly silly pickups in it. It's like blade pickups, which are clearly meant for just noisy <laughs> rock. And I, I, I did a very similar thing. It weren't, it weren't Freebird that I was doing, but I was just like riffing and then doing some pseudo shred nonsense, and just yeah. pushing myself to the limit of where I think I could be, and then seeing if I could go beyond it. Um, and it was juvenile. It was nothing that I was proud of, but it was fun. So, like some, sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah, yeah, and like, like I say, I know I should be ashamed of it, but actually, I I had a hell of a lot of fun doing it. And to be fair, people came up up to me afterwards and were giving me compliments, and nobody seemed to complain or leave because we were playing Freebirds. So I think it went down all right. And yeah, I, I just I I had the biggest grin on my face, and the other guys in the band just looked at me after the game. And they were like, 
You really enjoyed that, didn't you? <laughs> it's like unashamedly, absolutely yes. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's it's something that it, it is it's juvenile. It is juvenile. Um, but it's it's therapeutic as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I mean that's that's a great great description of this podcast as well. So <laughs> juvenile but therapeutic. Yeah, both like <laughs> equal parts juvenile and therapeutic. Uh, yeah, I mean that sounds like a good good episode title, that doesn't it? It does. It does. You might want to get a pen. Uh, ha. <laughs> ha. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I've. I've. Uh, I've factored this in. Hang on, but now I need to spell juvenile. So this is this is not going to go well. Yeah, and the other thing I had to do, but for both of those gigs was uh, the the next strap button. It popped off the Les Paul, like it, it threaded itself out. So I put a couple of chops, uh, not chopsticks, uh, a couple of toothpicks in there to get that back in tight. So I did a little bit of guitar maintenance as well, but nothing, nothing fancy, just <laughs> yeah, basic yeah. stuff. A bit of redneck ingenuity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've done that in the past where I've uh, put matchsticks in, snap, snapped them off, and glued it in. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I, I I snapped a toothpick in half, um, put both pieces in, covered in glue, left it for twenty four hours, and then just screwed the the um, strap button back into the hole. Indeed. I mean, speaking of strap buttons, I did. I mentioned just a moment ago of my fancy camera setup. Uh, if it were if it were sat on the table, well, it's actually on a laptop at the moment. But if it was if it was sat where it was, you'd be kind of pointing at my. Uh, at my belly button uh, <laughs> and the thing that I've used to prop it up just ever so slightly are two strap buttons <laughs> excellent I know it's again it's the ingenuity of it, it's just it's the uh, oh what's what's that phrase the um, like the necessities the the mother of invention uh, and it really is <laughs> I mean what I used to use um, for uh, for lighting on the the no talk or tone videos before I I received the power supply for my actual nice light. Um, I used to use a mobile phone camera. Do you know the flash on a mobile phone? And you can yeah. switch it on as a torch. Yeah, I used that, but then to soften the light, I had um a little SD card case which was like translucent. And I just kind of <laughs> propped that over the. Over the light, just to soften it up a bit. Yeah, it's. It, uh, I mean, never got any complaints about the uh, about the shonky ass lighting. I mean, and and that's it. And like, it's a similar thing to when they always say, if you want the most efficient way to do something, give it to somebody lazy because they won't go out of their way to spend money. They'll find something. They'll find the easiest solution that's available to them right this second. Oh yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> and that is that is definitely. But it, it is it's it. <laughs> Like it, it, it comes up with such creative solutions to problems. 
Um, <laughs> Sorry, um, your camera, <laughs> because you've, your face had just gone behind your microphone ever so slightly there, over your left shoulder, there is a plug socket that's got two USBs on the top, yeah. and then a plug below it, and your camera was trying to focus on that as a face, because it looks like two eyes in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the yellow box that comes up to autofocus? Yeah, yeah. It was trying to autofocus on that plug for a second. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. I I may have to cover that then. If, if yeah, you might do for 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 live casts. Yeah, so we are using this this podcast as a little bit of a test bed for uh for my fancy camera setup because I've been I've been purchasing little um little kind of improvements because uh, we've talked about it before that I've got um got a couple of like older older DSLR cameras and and one of them allows for um the live out um of a like a live HDMI out so I can use it as a essentially as a webcam uh, yep. I mean in <laughs> I was going to say in hope to improve the the quality of the live stream but I th- I don't think seeing my face in a higher definition is is necessarily an improvement <laughs> um but there you go. It's it's a, it's a an accu- more accurate representation, should we say? Yeah. Uh, right. I I don't know the time because my the laptop that was recording is over there. We are and, about thirty seven minutes in. Oh, that's pretty good. I thought we were further in than that. So let's. Uh, right. So I've got what what have I done this week? I've done uh, as I mentioned. We did the um, the the rehearsal. Oh. Um, before before we move on to our our proper segment, um, Yeoman's uh brought along his um his martial head, which was the main main reason to be um to be there. Um, he brought along um he brought along the gold strat, like a, it was a like a eighties late eighties early nineties. Um, Squire, um, Korean Strat, the 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 kind of sort after ones. The one uh, we mentioned when we were talking to Ollie. That's the last that's cast. exactly the one, and the one that he shared a picture of as well. Uh, very beautiful thing. He's recently changed the pickups in it, and it sounded amazing. Um, but he also he received a pedal through the post this week, or uh, last week. Uh, sorry. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, it's a it's rather new pedal. Uh, it's a pedal that I've heard a few uh, a few demos of and sounded pretty good, uh, but I've actually got to hear one in the flesh. Uh, this is the Tate FX Hot Coals, um, and without meaning to make this uh, this podcast completely dedicated to sucking on Stuart's proverbial, um, <laughs> he he knows he knows how to make a pedal. Does our Stuart? He does. The yeah, prick. <laughs> yeah, one of those talented lot, isn't he? Yeah, um, oh, I, I, I haven't, I haven't even heard a demo of the hot coals yet, and I know it's going to be good, which is why I haven't heard a demo of it because I don't particularly have the disposable cast to want to, to, to have, to buy one when I want it after I work, listen to a demo. Yeah, I mean that that's always the the issue, isn't it? Um, but. I'm going to throw a little spanner into that works here and oh. tell you about it. 
So, Go on, um, yeah, it's 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 very good. So through the setup of um, gold sparkle Stratocaster with uh, like I I don't know exactly know what the pickups are. They're something Fender fifties voiced, but I I don't know exactly what they are. Um, so through that into the Marshall through the hot coals, um, Rory Gallagher. So that's that's pretty much a, a yeah. man famous for using pretty much that. Yep. Yeah. A, a, a strat into a, a into a range master into a Marshall. Yeah. And we we played some Rory Gallagher licks, and, and, ev- and everyone had fun. Yeah, it a was... man famed for having incredibly good tone as well. <laughs> that's it. So it's it's. I mean, standard standard fare with the range master. It's got a knob that you turn, and it does more. Uh, so the louder it gets, the more gritty it gets as well, uh, which is a fantastic, fantastic feature. Um, although it does make you want to play very, very, very loud. Um, <laughs> I see no problem with this. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's no, it's no problem until you go from playing outdoors. To backed into playing a room for forty people, and you go, mm, can I really crank two amps up as loud as they possibly will go? Yeah, yeah. With then a, a and max, then, yeah, push them both with another buddy thirty decibels of boost. Well, that's it. Yeah. Um, so it's got it's got two modes, which I think is kind of uh, standard fare with the the general range master vibe that that seems to be going on. You've got your your classic range master nasal uh focused boost which fantastic that is the tone if you want to go rory um with a strat can get quite focused quite piercing um fantastic for a band mix but if you're listening to it in isolation you can go oh that's a bit a bit spicy um the switch brilliant for that so it goes from uh from range master to Full range, master. Full range, master. <laughs> yes, there you go. So from range master to full range master. Uh, that's your your marketing spiel. There, you can have that one for free. Um, yeah, and then it fatten, fattens everything up a bit. Uh, it's still got a bit of um, a bit of the kind of characteristic uh, range master upper mid spike. But it okay. also comes with a lot more, a lot more bass and a, a fuller sound, so it's just generally, generally good. And also, um, the the enclosures, the the printing and whatnot on the enclosures looks absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um, the I mean the the graphics on the other ones are are quite cool. I really like the Razor Dead actually, uh, and he's he's done a. I was going to say, did you see the custom razor there this week with a matte, the gloss over matte? I did, and that made me squeal a little bit like a like a schoolgirl, um, because it did look very nice. Um, it did. It's very sexy. Yeah, the hot, the hot coals looks looks incredible in the, in the flesh too. Um, so, yeah, sorry, Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah, excellent. Cheers for that. Yeah, it is good. I mean, I'm gonna at least have to go and listen to one now, aren't I? And then I'm gonna have to go off oh, for fuck's sake. How do I afford one of these? Which of my kidneys am I selling? That's it. Uh, I don't think he does directly take kidneys. Um, 
So I've got to go out of my way to like offload my kidney before I can buy the pedal. That's it. The gear exchange has got a good a good rate on kidneys, though. So okay, yeah, okay. So there we go. Um, I mean, I've mentioned the SD one uh, that I did this week. The no talk tone. I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to be doing for last Fridays. Uh, so that'll be a, a bit of a mystery when it does come <laughs> out. I uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. You've got you've got three days to record it. Yeah, I'll get it done. It doesn't take it doesn't take vast amounts. I do want to do the the JSA tight squeeze, but I think I I just don't think I can do that in a no talkable tone. I think I've got to do that. Yeah, I think you have to explain everything with that because the no talkable tone is going to be when I switch it on, it sounds like this. When I switch it off, where has my tone gone? Yeah, yeah, and and with with the no talk or tone, you get you get front loaded with clean tone, so you just get at the start. This is what it sounds like, and then the rest is with the pedal on. So it's uh, I think I think the way the way to um, demo a compressor, and I d- I think I put this up on my Instagram. Just how the fuck do I do this? Um, like there were a bunch of people just going funk, play funk. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that that's pretty cool, but it doesn't give the 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 whole story with it because the the tight squeeze is a really great tool, um, but it's it's a great tool for just enhancing your your bass tone anyway, rather than it's really good for funk. It's really good yeah. for everything. It, everything, yeah. It's it's really good for a compressor that's not just for funk or country. Yeah, yeah. That uh, like it's 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 the the comp- it's it's almost like a studio compressor for a pedal board, is yeah. how I would describe it. Like it's it's not I, I wouldn't oh it's it's not as complex as a studio compressor, but it it allows you by having that visual second LED to tell you when it's on and off. It allows you to dial it in like you would a studio compressor, where you can't hear it when you turn it on, but you notice it's not there when you hear the same thing without it on. Yeah. And I think I think that's it. I've got to go, got to go slightly scientific with it and showing like here's example one with and here's example one uh, two without. Yeah, maybe doing a bit of funk. Maybe <laughs> I'd say trying a bit of country, but I I am not brave enough. No, no, I cannot do, it. do that. I want to hear you play some Brad Paisley. Um, I want to hear me play some Brad Paisley too. Um, but. You've got a load of telecasters. I do, I do, and I've got I mean, tele- none of them are none of them are like country telecasters anymore because you've taken out the bridge pickup and replaced them with something a little bit higher output or like a little bit fuller for most of them, haven't you? Um, the the revelation's pretty pretty standard tele. It's so it does sound like a tele. It's got a nice kind of uh not not twangy because it's Al Nico four because I asked I asked specifically for an Al Nico four. Because they're smooth, uh, so you don't get the kind of spiky upper end, but you get that kind of the mid mid honk. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is a smooth operator. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Revelation Telly might be the one to go for, and it looks absolutely gorgeous because it's double bound and double bound tellies are just sexy as fuck. Y- you you damn right. Yeah, I mean it's it's very very similar to that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, 
Right, so I imagine we've got probably about 15 minutes of the air well left. Yeah. Around about that. 10, but yeah, well, 12. There you go. Um, We've got a new segment for this week. We've got a new segment. Yeah, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, we got there. We weren't sure whether we would, but we did. Indeed. We did it. We did it, Matt. Yeah, go team. Go team. There is no I in team. But there is an I. smell it wrong. It's your uh, <laughs> There is an I in pie. Meat pie. And meat is an anagram of team. There yes. we go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I have no uh, idea where that's going. <laughs> Um, write write in on a postcard if you uh, if you get the reference. Um, don't I mean we've we've not got a PO box doing do the <laughs> uh, the podcast group. Uh, so our new segment is called News Discussion. Matt, you got it in one when I mentioned to you before. It's, it's news and discussion. It is. It, I have ham yeah. So I've, I've ham fistedly taken those two words and rammed them together. There's um, a word for that, and I don't know what it is. Portmanteau. There you go. Yeah, I look at you and your knowledge. I don't, I'm I'm a fan of uh, stupid wordplay, and that is that is almost the textbook definition of stupid wordplay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it it ticks my boxes. Uh, but yeah, Christatunity. Uh, what? Sorry. Like Christatunity. Christatunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like Christ. An opportunity. That's that's where we were going with that, weren't we, Matt? <laughs> totally not crisis and opportunity. Uh, right. So the news discussion. We are taking a news uh, a news segment, uh, a normal news segment, and we are factoring in some uh, some healthy discussion with that. So we're kind of using it as a as a springboard for a couple of little discussions. We're gonna we're gonna kick off nice and sm- nice nice and like gentle for the first. New discussion. And we're going to talk about the Dunlop CBM five three five QAR. Yes, you are. You are hearing me correctly. <laughs> C CBM. So <laughs> yeah, c- c- Cry Baby Mini. Yep. Five three five is just a number. QAR. QAR. Uh, quite all right. It's the quite all right crybaby mini. Uh, yeah, you've you've got it, you've got it, bang on. They've used all of the most, uh, all of the most mediocre parts. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this is the the auto return. So it's uh, like spring loaded essentially. Okay. Um. So th- this is it's. I saw that and thought, this is not a a, a great deal of news. This is this is a spring that they've put. And on a cry, <laughs> they put a spring in a crybaby mini. Yeah. So is it one where it turns on as soon as you touch it, or do you still have to push it all the way down to the nose to turn it on? I assume it's uh, yeah. It, I assume it works like that because the old um, crybaby um, auto return ones did were like that. They they uh, they engaged the moment the treadle was uh, yeah. was activated. Behringer did their, their only wah pedal, which I happen to have owned. Happened? <laughs> happens to have owned. There's an H in that. Um, which was called the the Hell Babe, or something like that. Um, 
was basically a rip of this this exact one, and it had uh, so it had that feature which really really pissed me off. <laughs> I really didn't like it Why? Uh, because I, I didn't. It's it, like the fact that you start your sweep on the unclear part of your wah on the as the coast of the exactly yeah. <laughs> Uh, both, both of which of those are sounds of feral cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I really didn't like that it started the sweep at the wrong point. I like, I like the fact that when you kick a wire in, it starts the the open vel rather than the the oh. So it starts on the wucker rather than the wacker. Yep, that's it. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. There's me trying to describe it in words, and you just shoehorning in these. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's the intro. The intro to Voodoo Child is waka 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 waka, and then you go into it. So it's the waka is the is the low bit, and the waka is the the higher bit. Exactly. I'm sure one of those is a a Jim Henson character as well. <laughs> um. But yeah, so Jimi Hendrix character. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix was a Jim Henson character. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think I think we may have degenerated here a little bit, Matthew. Um, it's a news discussion we're discussing whilst the news is on. Yeah, I mean the whole point of these news discussions were that our tangents were kind of focused. And I'm think... talking about war. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's also got on the on the side of it. It's got uh, a range selector. So it's got one. You can select one of four. Um, of the different ranges for the water to be. So rather than it just being a set sweep, it's got four uh, four different voicings for the water, which go okay. from like stand like your um, your classic vintage sweep to like a more modern aggressive. This is what it says in the uh, the news bump. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it's like. Modern aggressive war. Not entirely sure what that means. I think it just means rather than having a full range sweep, it it kind of cut, it focused, cuts off a, li- a yeah. focused sweep. Yeah, yeah. It kind of rather than going from bass to treble, it goes from kind of mid mid range to treble. So yeah, so rather from wooker to whacker, it's to woker to woker. Yeah, yeah. Because it's halfway in between. Indeed, indeed. That's that there is exactly. Um, <laughs> so there's the fuck. Am I talking about? Not entirely sure, Matt. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, but uh, as per is the Fret Talk podcast, this will not get edited out. Um, right, so it's got it's got the uh, range selector. It's got a variable cue, so you can um, focus the the peak of the the wah, so it can be smoother or it can be really really pronounced. Yeah. Um, so from from almost from from like a war to a very selectable uh, band pass filter. Yeah. Um, it's got a volume and it's got a boost switch, which again, like the, I think these are all features that were part of the Hell Babe War, um, which was a giant, like it it was a standard standard uh, war size. I think it might even have been a little bit bigger, uh, but it was. A, all rubber and plastic. Um, yeah. 
and it that that war annoyed the ever living piss out of me. It was only until I got the Crybaby Classic that I I realised war didn't have to be shit and convenient. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, I, I much, I do. I'm, I'm sure there's a market for these auto retract ones because th- there's got to be because they're then they're releasing one. I think they might be releasing a base one too. But I mean, we're not a base podcast. This is one on a base. Uh, Cliff Burton. I think he was he was the the one. Yeah, but but like, didn't he just cock it? I'm pretty sure. Uh, apart from when he did his bass solo, it was Anesthesia. On the first album, I think it's Anesthesia. I think he might actually rotate it then, but like he was known for like using the cocktail sound, definitely. He did it on uh, the intro to Um the Bell Tales live as well. I think he he swept. Oh, it. maybe maybe live he swept it, but on the record that's a fixed cocktail. Yeah, 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 defo. Uh, I mean Metallica, not the greatest. Um, not even the. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say the top. They would be in the top four of the big four. <laughs> I, I would disagree. I, I, I love Metallica. I, I grew up on Metallica. Um, I've got a, a very soft spot in my heart for Metallica. Um, it's not music that I listen to that often anymore, but I could still probably sing along to every song from the first four or five albums. Yeah, I mean, I, I know how to play a fair few Metallica tunes, so as much as I hate on it, um, it was part of my development as a guitarist. So, yeah, we are where we are. I did, yeah. and for whom the bell tolls, I think is legitimately a good song. I I love that track. There's there's a few of theirs that I like, but yeah, for whom the bell toll is definitely one. And uh, there's plenty off those early albums. To be fair, yeah, I think yeah. Their their earlier stuff was pretty cool. Um, back to war because this is definitely a news discussion. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mentioned like my, my first experience of the of the war pedal was pretty much um, the the Behringer Hell Babe, um, and it was uh, annoying as piss. Um, and then <laughs> then I got the the Crybaby Classic, and I've not really used a war since. Um, how about yourself, Matt? What what's what of your um your war journey? What what has so that... my war journey was? Um, I was still very new to guitar playing. I was probably six or seven months into having lessons. So I, but at the very start of my journey, there was me playing A chords and D chords and E chords and not really understanding what they were or why they were why they existed and trying to play smoke on the water and getting confused and getting annoyed with myself because I wasn't tuning. I was basically a, a terrible student on my own. So I went for lessons and that transformed it. Like I, under, when there's somebody there to explain to me stuff, that's how I understand things. I need to be able to ask a question and you can't ask YouTube a question. You can't ask, well, you, I mean, you can, but you don't get a response for like four days and that's not <laughs> what I need. I need kind of like instant responses. So going for lessons really transformed and I basically count I started playing as my first lessons. So I was yeah. probably like six months deep into lessons and I wanted to learn some Hendrix and like I, I didn't want to like be able to play as well as Hendrix. I just wanted to 
try and understand what the sounds were and yeah. how to use them. So my teacher was like, right, what you're going to need is a way to have a drive sound, which I had an amp that had a gain knob so I could turn the gain knob up and the volume knob down and a warp pedal for certain songs. And he just kind of like, he gave some demonstrations of riffs that were using the warp pedal, like the intro to Voodoo Child and, you know, a, a few of the other places, like in um, all along the Watchtower, one of the solos, like if you break the solo down in like four pieces, there's one piece that uses the wah. So we we yeah. did that. And then he said, he, he basically gave me a Crybaby classic to take home with me. And I had that for, for three months. I had his Crybaby classic at home. And I was just kind of like learning my way around the wah sound. And I quite like that wah sound. So when I took the Crybaby Classic back to my teacher, I bought a Crybaby Classic. That's the only wah I've ever owned. It's the only experience I've ever had with a wah pedal other than the wah sounds in an M5 and an expression pedal. So what we're saying largely, <laughs> our experience of a, of the wah pedal is a very fucking narrow one. <laughs> yeah, and and to be fair, like if you want a good wah sound, the Crybaby Classic is a good wah sound. I mean, funny, funny. We should harp on the the fact that we both played the classic and not the the standard Crybaby. the The, the notable difference in the the classic is the uh, the inductor, isn't it? The red phasal inductor. Um, I, I, I have no idea. I just know that was the one my teacher had, and it sounded good, so I bought that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. This this also I was, great. I was sixteen or seventeen, mate. It's it's the second pedal I ever bought. Yeah, independent thought isn't really a strong point at that at that point of your <laughs> guitar career, is it? Yeah, uh, and, and it's it's definitely my longest serving pedal. I still have it somewhere. I no idea where, but it's. It came off the board recently. Well, I say recently. It probably came off the board about two years ago, but it definitely made the move to this house. I've yeah, seen I, it since I moved here. I mean, mine is literally like within my right arm's reach. It is, it is here. Um, it's also slightly miraculous uh, because at some point, I am pretty sure that the uh, like either the input or the output, the nut on it, came out and fell off. However, both of the input and output nuts are on it, <laughs> so it magically fixed itself. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it was it was feeling feeling unloved, so it fixed itself in the hope that you play it. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, we we've got a very um a very narrow experience of what I mean. I've I've always been interested by the Vox wires because apparently they're supposed to be really really good. Um, the fact that they've got chrome, um, chrome treadles as well makes them look just blingy as fuck. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but the fact that I don't use wire all that often and and same as yourself, like you've got one but don't really know where it is. Yeah. Um, can I also say something that's going to be really controversial? Go on. Go on. There's a billion different versions of the war, and in a band mix, no cunt can tell the difference between any of them. <laughs> no, right, you are. Right, you are. Like, I'm, I'm like in isolation. Yeah, I'm sure they all sound very different. In a band mix, unless you're playing sterile, clean, funky, classicy, like where it's like the focus of the mix. If you're just playing a lead guitar solo with a load of drive 
at a wire in front of the drive or after the drive or however however you want to play I always put it in front but whatever 99 I'm pretty sure 99% of guitarists won't be able to hear the difference between a classic crybaby a crybaby a Vox a Morley and the whatever else brand does them because it's they'll just, they'll go oh, it's a war sound yeah and and kind of springboarding from that point 90% of the time uh when when someone's treads on a on a war pedal whatever the war pedal is um about 30 to 50% of your notes get lost anyway because when your yeah. foot's back on that treadle Ain't no fucker hearing you. You're in you're in bass guitarist territory then. Yeah, you need a, a hell of a boost to to cut through. <laughs> at yeah. that low end. Yeah. Yeah, and at which point the um the upper end becomes so Piercingly. harsh and piercing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, like getting back to the the while you were talking about the the boost feature is probably nice because you realistically you do need like you if you're playing lead certainly you can't just have it at the same level that your normal lead would be because you would just lose those bits when you're on the the heel. But I I, I just don't care. Like, realistically, I just don't care. Um, The spring feature, neither here nor there. As long as I can put my foot on it and know know when it's engaged, either I need to stand on it to engage it or as soon as I touch it, it's engaged. As long as I know that's the case. I know what I'm like. I'll know whether it's on or not. In fact, it's probably slightly easier than when you accidentally don't step down quite hard enough on the toe, and then you were wondering what the fuck's gone on with your toe. Yeah, you're wondering. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a real odd honk to my drive tone that I didn't have before. <laughs> yeah. No, you've got a cocktail, mate. Oh, uh, the the Ibanez Weeping Demon always appealed to me because it has the ability to switch it on via a switch. Um it's got it's got like a, a foot switch to the side the pedal that you could Yeah and that's slightly inconvenient though, isn't it? Yeah, the fact that you've then got switch, then I can Yeah, because yeah. you're gonna have cocked wire sound for like half a second. Yeah, yeah. Is, I mean I suppose like you could do like a professional racing driver and do a heel and toe thing where you, you stand on the switch with your heel and you, your toe's already on the treadle ready to move it and then as you're transitioning off you back back off with your heel but you keep your toe on the... But that's just... That's like... Nobody's thinking that hard into it. Just... What, what realistically you need is a separate unit with an LED on it that tells you when you when your crybaby is on and when it's off. That your foot isn't covering. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the... Uh, the the guy who I sent my wah to to get fixed, uh, because the uh the little spindle thing, the the little cog and gear, uh, had become uh something had happened with it. I can't I can't remember at the moment. Uh, I think it had like dislodged, um, and and fucked up the pot. Um, but he he does mods. Where it's got like a like a halo base with uh, LEDs in it, and it it lights up if it's on. Um, but yeah, I I, I went went too fussed by that. <laughs> Just wanted to yeah. work in wire again. Yeah, like, and that's the kind of thing. Like, at the end of the day, as long as it sounds like a wire pedal, I I don't really care because I'm probably going to use it in three songs. Probably forget to use it 
half the time that it's there anyway. Yeah. I mean, we we said this when we did the like essential pedal board. Or was it? A, did we do a, like a, a a use views on war with me and Ollie on his first one back for a while? And like, oh, yes, we did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, like, I could take a leave a war pedal. Like, it's nice to have one, but if it's not there, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and th- that kind of falls onto our last discussion point of of the. Um, the new crybaby. Um, yeah. What would our ideal wire be? And I think, I think by what we've said, it's it, a crybaby classic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say like a wire that's there. Yeah, <laughs> one that's conveniently close enough for me to plug in. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I don't think in terms of like form factor, I don't think we're particularly sold on the, the mini like the mini footprint of the, the mini wires. Um, take it or leave it. Like it's slightly more convenient if you're building a board and you've got space for one. But I mean, I've got a, a an expression pedal that's off my board. It'd be no hardship to also have a wall pedal off my board. Yeah. And I think that's the, uh, that's the thing, isn't it? If you are, um, if you're dedicating yourself to having a wah, you're probably just going to have like a one of the little nine volt barrel jacks that's loose that you can just plug in at the side of your pedal board and then yeah. run a run a patch cable to. I mean, I already have that loose nine volt because when I want to run stereo, I need to plug my ABY pedal in that isn't on my board. So I have a spare loose barrel jack that just plugs into that, and then I pl- plug. A patch cable and then split and yeah, so like I I have one of those already. So if I wanted to, I could run a wah pedal. I just never get round to it. <laughs> Absolutely right on. So yeah, I think I think from this, we are potentially potentially not the right people to be talking about wah. Um, but if anyone is interested, that uh the the baby mini. Auto return is $150, pretty much. Which seems it seems relatively reasonable considering it's got all of those additional features. Yeah, yeah it's not like it's just a, a crybaby with a spring in it. There are other features there as well. Yeah, I, I believe the, the original crybaby uh, auto return had those features as well. Um, I, I couldn't tell you how much they were, but I think this is the same price. As that, um, the the auto, sorry, the 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 fixed cue, um, like Coctoir, Dunlop pedal. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> just don't buy that. Just, just. Although to be fair, this doesn't cock if it's got a spring in it. It doesn't cock. No, that's that Unless is you the keep trouble. your foot on it. Yep. You that. can't use this instead of that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's one or other, or. Alternatively, buy a crybaby classic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we need to be sponsored by crybaby classic at this point. We we have given it a lot of uh, a lot of airtime, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, not not just Dunlop, ju- not just crybaby, just the crybaby classic. Yeah, fuck those other ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if anybody knows a crybaby classic that would like to sponsor us, <laughs> ex- exactly. Um, yeah, I th- I think actually now we're mentioning it. I think being able to cock the wire is is a feature that I would 
holds more uh more value to than the auto return thing so if i was making an ideal war i'd i'd have it that it weren't spring loaded <laughs> so this is a great a there great advertisement for the <laughs> the one that we're mentioning today uh, but we're we're all different aren't we different strokes of different fakes for yeah. some people this is the ideal war pedal so yeah, I go. mean, there'll be a market out there for it because there are people that prefer that spring loadedness. There are people who like the mini, would like a mini one. <laughs> yep, it's not about the size. <laughs> about the motion in the ocean. Aye. There's the tiny dicked man. <laughs> says, <laughs> says Mr. Budget Pedal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, what time are we on, Matt? What are we saying? Uh, we're we're like an hour and ten in. I reckon that'll be enough. I reckon that'll be enough. We'll we'll save the rest for some other time. Oh, uh, because I reckon we've had a good run today. We've had a good one. We have. Tell you what, we've forgotten to do that. I did at the start for the past pa- two podcasts. Patronizers. Patronizers. Well done. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do them this week, Matt? All right. Let's see if I can remember them. Go for so- it. So. Andrew Bimson was first. Andrew Bimson is first, yes. Then is it Adam Yeomans? It is Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. Uh, then it's Doug Christ. Doug Christ of 37 Effects. Uh, we've got... Is there is there two left or three? Uh, hang on, so that was... Bimson, Yeomans, Christ. So yeah, we've got three left. We've got three left. Oh, God. I've forgotten somebody. Go on. Right. So the ones I can remember are uh, Fletcher of uh, Fletcher from Fletcher Pickups. Yep. Who is the sixth one? And Mister Hugh G Rection. Yep. Who am I forgetting? You're who, forgetting. Who, who needs to shout at me? Uh, Joseph. Everything oh, Joseph. Joseph Richardson. Everything Joseph. Of yeah. course. Not everything Joseph Shame anymore. On me. Not Shame everything on Joseph. Me. Yeah. Shame on me. I'm very so very sorry, Joe. Is it Joe Richardson? It is Joe Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very sorry, Joe. Yep. Um. It's because you've changed changed your uh, Instagram handle, um, and yep. But you you've got where where everyone else has got a shout out. You've got an entire little conversation here. So, I mean, who's who's the loser there, really? Um, <laughs> so yeah, for as little as two dollars a month, you can be part of that exclusive guest list of awesome people who keep this extremely bright light on in my studio. <laughs> um. I I had a look at the uh, the Patreon figures uh, the other week actually uh, sorry the the other day um, and we're getting we're getting to a point where we can start using that that fund to uh, for for our what we did say that the the, um, the thing would be blow and hookers um, no sorry <laughs> so, sorry that we, we we that's that's after the cast we mentioned that no sorry uh, yeah. the the advertising budget so we we haven't actually used it yet because. We're building up slowly, 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 and then we're going to do an advertising push. We're going to make sure that it is—it's not just money pissed up a wall, uh, and it's actually used in a in a really cool and strategic way. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you, you patronizers. You are amazing people. You are making that happen. Um, and if yeah, uh, Patreon.com/slash/FretTalk, I believe is where you go if you want to want to pledge a little dough and make that dream a reality. Um. I am online 
as Budget Pedal Chap. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, you get the No Talk All Tone series every week on a Friday at 5 uh, GMT. Um, this week, as I've said, I don't know what it is. Um, so it'll be it'll be a surprise. Um, if, is it going to be another low gain bluesy overdrive? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I've very much got a type, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost like you're a low gain bluesy kind of player. Yeah, very much so. Um, neck pickup of a strat. Oh, beautiful. You know what? This week I might I might bust out the revelation telly. I've been loving that thing this week. So, do it. Do it. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Um, Matt, you are heel underscore Matt Q at I Twitch, am. at Twitter, at Twinstagram. Correct. Uh, you are part of the Bad Bookers podcast. I am. Who which are... we're almost getting back to doing podcasty things. There you go. I mean, that, that sounds incredibly positive, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, so that's going to be us for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chip, from Mr. Matt Quine. Bye bye, Matt. Bye bye. Yes. Nailed it. First time. <laughs> <laughs> it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Bye. Terrarabi, you sexy, sexy bastards and bastardettes. Bit of a better outro than the intro, to be fair. Uh, yeah, we very much warmed up. <laughs> that intro was it was a car crash running <laughs> yeah I think you just kind of like you start off halfway yeah why does Snoop Dogg use an umbrella oh drizzle I yeah. love that joke. That is a fantastic joke, yes. You know what? We're having that one. We are having it. <laughs> oh, dear.